0: You're listening to The Journey Podcast. This podcast is part of a larger series called Topics, where we discuss apologetics and current cultural issues. The format of the series is more conversation-centered and will often include guest contributors. We hope that this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Hey guys, so stoked that you uh, decided to tune in today and to um, check this podcast out. Uh, you guys are in for a good one today. I'm really excited about it. Uh, we have some awesome guests that are here today. Uh, I'll introduce them here in just a minute, uh, let them talk about themselves for for just a sec as well. Um, but today, like I said, we, we are so excited for this podcast. We're going to be talking about evangelism um, and what exactly evangelism means, uh, how we can go about doing that, um, so maybe some some tips and some tricks about what has worked in our lives and what has not worked in our lives. Um and even, even getting into a little bit of like what we are actually called to as followers of Jesus uh, as it pertains to evangelism. So like I said, it's going to be an awesome one today. We are excited. Uh, so you guys uh, stick around, uh, listen to this, and, and hopefully uh, God moves and, and uh, opens up our hearts today for what he has for us. Um, Sweet. So, like I said, we have some guests today, uh, Caitlin Mercer and Jack Lauder. Um, so, Caitlin, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Ah, I get to go first. Cool. Yeah. So, my name is Caitlin. Um, I go to LCU, and I'm a senior, and so I graduate in May, which is terrifying. Um, but I'm a family studies major, and I hope to become a counselor one day, so I hope to go to grad school and i work here at the church i have a blast i'm a girl student ministry intern um just get to have fun is my job so (laughs) it's a good time it's true (laughs) it's true
0: um
2: jack what about you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah you so you said that i get just a second that's just just one second that's it all right Uh, moving on yeah (laughs) yeah moving on uh yeah, my name's Jack. I am one of the executive pastors here at Southcrest, which actually doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, I run the business <laughs> side of things um, for our church, which is um, a pretty big undertaking. Um, my family and I have been here for, um, uh, on staff, for about six years now. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Jack, how many daughters do you have?
2: uh also six it's awesome so uh, i'm not going to throw in <laughs> another six because then we'd have to be talking about something else we here. would so, we would be <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so this past year we uh, increased the size of our family we went from a family of four to a family of eight
0: awesome so yeah sweet yeah we uh we love jack we love caitlin it's awesome to have them around um and yeah it's going to be it's going to be a fun podcast today um Since evangelism is such a dense topic, and uh, we could talk about, we could sit in here, we could talk about evangelism for hours. Um, So we're gonna go ahead and jump right in because we don't want this podcast to take hours. Um, We we want to keep it short, sweet, to the point. Um, So the first question that I'll ask, um, and that we'll kind of talk about, are uh, in our so in our culture today, we we kind of view evangelism as maybe a little bit of like a touchy subject. Some people, when they hear the word evangelism, they either think, wow, them, them crazy people that stand on the corners and yell at folks, or they think about like, oh, this super, super spiritual thing that only like missionaries do um and, and different stuff like that. But what are some of the, the lies that we've heard about evangelism? Jack, if you want to take that one first and then we can have Caitlin go for it.
2: Well, I, again, I, I think you're exactly right. I think our culture, um, uh, even with inside the church, I think we've uh, we've made evangelism this thing that number one, everyone's afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that they uh, that most believers uh, feel like that you do have to be uh, super spiritual um, yeah. to uh, to do that. And I think that um, probably one of the the biggest lies that I can think about is that um, if we're not good at it, then we shouldn't do it, mm, yeah. and so we have to have a technique, and we have to have a a method, and we have to have all these different things, these different tools, mm-hmm. um, to do evangelism. And if we don't have those, then well, it's going to be somebody else's responsibility.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I see that a lot, especially in. In, uh, in younger students. Um, I work here at, at Southcrest with a lot of the college and uh, university young adult students, and I see in a lot of their lives that, that they feel unequipped to do evangelism, right? That they, whether that comes from a place of, of thinking of evangelism as this, like we said, super spiritual Aspect of Christianity, um, or whatever that that roots from, I feel like a lot of of younger um adults and and university students really feel as if they don't have yeah the the prowess right the um the equipment or wh- whatever whatever you want to call it the tools um, the plan the structure to do evangelism. Well,
2: and I, and I think too, I think the other part of that is is that no, no matter where you're at in your walk, I think a lot of uh, younger believers, or and what I mean by that, not younger in age, but mm. like in the 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 uh, the number of maybe months or years or whatever that yeah. you've been that you've been a believer. Um, I, I think that I think that you think well, if I'm if I'm young in my faith, then man, I, I don't know, and I it's not my it's really not my job. It's oh. it's for those more mature folks. Yeah. The other thing, and I was just thinking about this as you were, as you were talking, is is that. The other lie is, is that if I don't have a good testimony, mm.
0: yeah. then
2: it's not really my job, yeah. because I've got to have got to wow them with a testimony, mm. and um, and I think that I I just think that that's a a cultural lie as well, um, in thinking that um, again it goes back to that that tool that toolbox right, yeah. so if I don't have the right tool then. I, I'm just not even gonna do the job yeah and um, and and that is absolutely hundred uh, percent a lie that we I think we all fall into
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah that I'm sorry to kick off that um, that was probably one of the lies that I would talk about mm-hmm. is if you don't have a good testimony then you can't share the gospel um, so I, re- I remember going into like college being like how am I going to share Jesus with these people I've never struggled with drinking or never struggled with? Um, just like being in the party scene or I've never like been in a real relationship. How am I supposed to connect with them? And like, I've, I'm from this culture of like grew up in a, the Bible belt in the church. Um, how am I supposed to connect with people who are completely different than me in all aspects? Um, and so I think that is another lie is like, you are capable of connecting with someone, Mm -hmm. um, just by loving them. It doesn't matter who they are, where they're from, like, um, I think that's the coolest thing to see is like the Holy Spirit work through that and mm. like finding a, like something similar with them despite yeah. those things yeah. and
2: so I think the last or one of the other lies and and then we can move on to whatever because uh, I think it's going to come up again <laughs> yeah um, I heard one time of course I, I didn't share uh, my wife and I uh, and two daughters at that time uh, spent time overseas mm-hmm. and one of the things uh, I can even remember at our at our training, which I just totally disagree with this. <laughs> they told us, um, share Jesus in any way that you can. And, and, and sometimes you'll have to use words. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, evangelism is yes. It's living your faith out in front of folks and yeah. that sort of thing, but there is an eventual moment mm-hmm. where words mm-hmm. are going to have to come out of your Absolutely mouth
0: necessary. Yeah.
2: to evangelize. Like, Hearing come, or believing comes through hearing, yeah. right? So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's the other lie is, oh, if I just live this, quote, unquote, you can't see me doing air quotes here.
0: <laughs> but he's doing them. But I'm that.
2: doing them. <laughs> is uh, if I live this good life, then people are going to see that I'm different and they're going to come to faith in Jesus.
0: Nah, maybe oh. not. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. Yeah. How can how can somebody tell the difference in simply a good person in somebody who's, who's a Christian, right? Because you could live your life and, and do all these good things and give to charity and serve people really well, but ultimately people would just be like, oh, that's, just a, that's a good guy. Jack's a good guy, but unless you tell them, hey, I do this because, mm-hmm. present the gospel.
1: And I think kind of hitting off of that as well is that we think that evangelizing is just bringing them to church, yeah, mm. and then being like, oh, the pastor will share mm. the gospel <laughs> yeah. with them. My job's
0: done. Yeah, I I've got done here. it
1: all, and I think that's yeah. like I'm so guilty of that. Yeah, um, but I think that that's my biggest thing is being bold and actually yeah. sharing the gospel, like what I know, and yeah, but that's good.
0: Which leads yeah. really well into our next question, right? Is so so as Caitlin just said, they're like our job is to not just bring them to church and be like, all right, that was evangelism. I brought people to church and the pastoral staff or whoever can, can now take that over their small group leader or whatever can take that over and continue doing that. But that leads into the next question really well is what actually are we as followers of Christ called to in regards to evangelism? Because like biblically, what, like what does evangelism even look like? The word evangelism is not in scripture so we don't have a, a true biblical basis for that, but we have instances that we would say, "Okay, yeah, Paul was evangelizing there." So, what in uh, in biblical terms, or even just in regards to us as believers, are we called to an um, evangelism?
2: Well, I'm gonna refer to Caitlin, as she has her Bible open, <laughs> and she'll be able to spiritual. answer this. Yeah, there <laughs> you, you go. Can hear the pages there there for you
1: go. So is. spiritual. <laughs> um, something that I remember that I still try to use today um, is 2 Corinthians 4, um, chapter 4, like the first part. Um, and I'm just going to skip around because that's just <laughs> how I am. Um, but it says, in their case, the God of the world has minded, blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the, Lord, the glory of Christ. And then it says, let your light shine out of the darkness, um, so that they may know the glory of God. Mm. Um and so like they they are surrounded in darkness. Like the people who do not see Jesus, like they are in darkness and it is our job yeah. to shine the light of Jesus so that they may see like him through us. Um, yeah. And I think that's what I found evangelism was to be was like be a light to them. Like mm-hmm. remember that they are in darkness and that um to see what I know um yeah. is the best thing for them um and that was kind of what I held on to and prayed for.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh,
2: I I think um so I think that you know everyone would refer uh when it comes to maybe evangelism would be the great commission, right? Mm-hmm. We're all to go and make disciples, yeah. right? Yeah. And and um it's the making of the disciples that's the that's the key there. Yeah. It's not the it's, it's not the going. I mean, we're all called yeah. to action. That's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's a, a for sure thing. But I think that, um, I think that often, oftentimes we need to remember that it's exactly what Caitlin was just talking about. It's living your life out in front of mm-hmm. folks, Yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, people need to understand, Hey, I'm, I am who I am because of Christ, mm-hmm. and um, so I think I think the the call for believers
0: mm-hmm.
2: is that um, it is a hundred percent our job. We're the only ones on this planet,
0: yeah,
2: right. The yeah. only ones on this planet that have been given the gospel. That's right, and it's our job to proclaim it. Yeah. So the evangelism piece of it is, and and I'll also say this. We're also to be, like, sitting in this room, I got three other folks in here besides myself. Uh, Angels here, by the way. He was actually talking uh,
0: about Holy Spirit. Angels, uh, another one to yeah, add on to that. Yeah, Yeah. right.
2: Um, that we're supposed <laughs> to proclaim the gospel to each other as believers, right? Yeah. It reminds us of what Christ did for us. It Absolutely. reminds us of the grace that we've been given. Evangelism is different, in my in my opinion. Yeah evangelism is I'm living my life out and I am proclaiming the gospel to someone who has yet believed. Yeah. That's the evangelism part in it, it, the, the living our life out and proclaiming the gospel to believers. That's just doing life and community with Absolutely. one another.
0: I, and, I, and I love how you highlighted the great commission. <clears throat> and I feel like when, when so many people take that verse and talk about it in relation to evangelism they just pair together the go and the evangelism side and, and they not that they forget about make disciples, but in in all reality it seems as if the make disciples part is is the part that most pertains to evangelism, right? Because yeah, like you said, we are all called to action, <clears throat> but is everybody called to go move to Africa? Or is everybody called to go to move to the Middle East? I, I would say no because we're all called to action, but you can have action right where you live. right? Um, And so the, the highlighted part of that verse is make disciples. And so that, that's, that's ultimately what evangelism is, right? Is the process of making disciples for Christ and, and bringing the word being a light, like Caitlin said to people who have not yet believed. That's good.
2: And, And I do think just, I mean, and I think Caitlin probably has a, a better grasp on this than even I would mm-hmm. um, you know she she uh, she lived and served on a campus where yep. there was a lot of um, a, lo- a lot of uh, unbelievers yep. a lot of folks okay. that had never heard the gospel probably in mm-hmm. uh, some international students mm-hmm. and and probably folks that were from outside of the Bible Belt yeah um, I think you guys have probably often heard me say it's harder to share Christ to evangelize right here in Lubbock, Texas than it is in Africa Mm -hmm. or in East Asia or in, you know, where, wherever that might be where people haven't heard Mm -hmm. because at least where people haven't heard, or at least maybe they've heard a little bit. Um, they have to sit there and go, yeah, man, I, I just don't know what to believe about that yeah but here in the bible belt what you get is is you get this reaction of oh i've gone to church yeah, my whole life Or my whole or life my, you know my grandma and grandpa they they were believers yeah. or you know i you know we go to church every every sunday and i've yeah. been going to church every sunday since i was a little kid yeah. well that doesn't mean anything
0: yep yeah, yeah i'd agree yeah. with you in my my experience being abroad there's almost a curiosity when you bring up Jesus with somebody who either maybe has heard a little bit about about Jesus or has never heard it before. And they're like, what are you talking about? There there was a man thousands of years ago who died from it. Like, tell me more about this. And if I was to go up to somebody here in a coffee shop and say, hey, like, do you know who Jesus is? More than likely, they'd be like, yeah, I go to church. But I was like, that's not what I asked you. Yeah. I asked you if you know who Jesus is. I didn't ask you if you go to church, or even if you're part of a small group, or even if you've said the prayer and gotten baptized. I didn't ask you any of that. I Asked you if you know who Jesus is, right. and and being abroad, like what Jack said, like there's, it's. I I would I would argue that it is e- easier even through cross cultural differences, even through language barriers. I I have seen uh, more fruit and and. Almost easier conversations in in other countries than I have in the Bible Belt uh, here in Lubbock, Texas. Um, I, I
2: if I could just key off of something, I, I think that, um, I think that it, it's it's the the whole making disciples just doesn't happen by sharing the gospel, right? It right. doesn't mm-hmm. just
0: right, yeah.
2: And if we could also go maybe go back a step. What we're talking about here, this whole evangelism thing, this this whole um, scary uh, <laughs> business of of having to share our faith with folks, I think that if we if we try to do it on our own power, yeah, that's what makes it scary, yeah. right? So we need to go forth knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us, the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, we're here in a Baptist church, so we don't talk about the Holy <laughs> Spirit much, but. Uh, in other cultures, in other places, spirits are real, yeah. And and we need to believe that the Holy Spirit that we have within us does have the most power. Absolutely, I, I oh, think yeah. we'd all have to agree with that, right? Yeah. And so, if we go in the power of the Holy Spirit, man, can can God uh, change a life in an instant? If I go up to someone and I've never met them before, and I share the gospel, I I, I give them my testimony. I I, sh- I share with them and I ask them if they want to believe what I've just shared with them. Can God at that moment rescue them and save them? Yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> Does that is that the is that the norm of how God works? I've never heard before. I've never met you before. Um you're a stranger to me and the, yeah. and you come up to me and you tell me this by the way, which probably sounds a lot like like Star Trekky Star Wars yeah. type of a of a science fiction yeah. story about this guy who lived two thousand years ago, lived a perfect life, um, died for our sins. You start using all these churchy words yeah. and uh, blood and all this stuff and sacrifice and all this. And oh, by the way, three days later he he came up out of the grave. Can that person believe all of that in an instant? Be saved and be on their way to heaven. Absolutely, 100%. Mm, yeah, Is it the norm? No. Probably not.
0: <laughs> it's that
2: living life in front of one another, yeah, yeah. day in and day out. So I, I'm going to share. I, I went to. I was back here for about a year, maybe a year and a half, and I went to South Africa. Uh, not South Africa. I wish it was South Africa. You went to South Africa. I have been there. Uh, South America mm. on a trip that... I was asked to go on. And again, it was an evangelism trip.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. It was totally outside the norm of what uh, my family had done. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we went to a restricted access country where um, to proselytize, to share the gospel uh, was against the law. So again, our, the, our method was living life in front of folks mm-hmm. and then being able to have conversations about the gospel. Yeah. Okay. So I go on this trip, and it's 100 evangelism. I having to do it through a translator, hmm. and um, and it was this. Uh, oh, by the way, we used a tool. Y'all ever seen an Avanja cube?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Gosh. Ooh, the Avanja cube, right? Saves millions. <laughs> Anyways, this cube, we we went around. Yeah, uh, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go around and we we share the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm with all of these folks using this cube, ask them, do you want to believe this? If a head nods, we, 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 we check make it, it off. We, we check, we check it off and then we leave. Yeah. And there's nobody following up with these folks. Yeah. So I'm fairly certain that the place that I had been a, a year before, or maybe even a couple of months before somebody else had been down there.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and done the same thing. And, and, and they believed again. Yeah. That's, that's, that is, um, man. That, that's just not. That's just not a. Ev- that's not evangelism in its truest. So. Are we yeah. sharing the gospel? Are they hearing the gospel? Can God rescue? And has He rescued? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not the norm.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. My my wife um, was in Haiti a couple of summers ago. And she shares similar stories about that trip is it was awesome and, and they would go and they would go into villages and they would preach the gospel to people and she said the same people every week, she would lead groups of, of people into these villages every week. She said the same people every week would accept Christ and, and these Western these Americans uh would come back and they'd be like, Oh my gosh, fifteen people in this village came to Christ and, and what they didn't know was was the week before or the month before the same fifteen people "Quote unquote," right? Came to came to the knowledge of Christ, um, and the issue is is with that is they would do that, and they wouldn't plug them into a local church. They wouldn't say, "Hey, this is these are the next steps you need to take." They'd, like you said, they'd check it off the list and they'd move on. Um, but but to even highlight what you said at the beginning of when you started talking there is that we have to realize that like all of this is scary when we try to do it on our own, um, aka without God, without Holy Spirit, without the the guidance of of Holy Spirit in our lives. And even looking at the uh, at the great commission in um in matthew twenty eight, one of the last things that Jesus says says, uh, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's pretty important if he ends with that of like, hey, go to the nations, go do this stuff and go, uh, make disciples, go baptize, go basically go evangelize. Oh yeah. And also I'm going to be with you always. So like, don't worry, I'm there. Um, and I, yeah, I agree with Jack. I think that's exactly what makes it scary is when we're like, man, this person's salvation is reliant on whether I share with them or not. No, it's not. You're not that important. I'm sorry sorry (laughs) to bring it to you. You're not that important. Um, (laughs) But but what is cool is that God chooses to use you and to speak through you in that situation in that moment. Um, so that's awesome. That's really cool in my opinion.
2: Zach, I think it's important to say what you just uh, to to uh, emphasize what you just said. It is our job. Yeah. Again, as I said before, um, we're the only people on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Believers in Christ are the only folks on this planet that um that have the gospel and the and the power within us to share it. Yeah. I also think it's it's important to highlight that we, Caitlin and Zach and Angel and myself, save no one.
0: That's good. We save no one. <laughs> That's good. That's right. Um, yeah, so, so for time's sake, we'll move on um, to the next little thing we wanted to talk about. But I... Uh, have known I mean I've known Caitlin for a long time I, I, I grew up going to church with her older sister and and I've known uh, Jack for a while as well I remember being in the high school group and and Jack and his wife Joni coming and speaking to us about their time overseas which Jack will talk more about here in just a second so I've seen throughout their life sees these, these two people sitting in here with me evangelize in a way that that was encouraging to me and that was encouraging to people around them and that was um yeah, in in a way that was, in my opinion, glorifying to God. And so, Caitlin, you have been a collegiate athlete uh, over the past couple of years, um, running and and stuff like that, which is not for me. Like so a kudos to you. Um, but you 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 ran on the team out at South Plains, and, and you're currently you're running on the team at LCU, uh, right? Not or you were this
1: year, but last year I was. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm
0: a quitter. Uh, she said I'm a quitter. But so you you have been. Um, as Jack said, you've been on campuses where, where there are a bunch of unbelievers and, and a bunch of non believers, which even on a Christian university campus, those people are there, right? But oh, yeah. in the past couple of years, being through college athletics and, and even working up here at the church with, with the high school and the middle school girls, um, how have you evangelized? What is that What does that exactly look like?
1: Oh, um, I think that it just began with me um, going into college and being on my team, knowing that that was my mission field, that yeah. um, college wasn't just going to be a waste of time for me. Um, and I feel like a lot of us college students, I think it's really easy to make it an excuse of like, oh, this is my time to like grow so that when I become an adult, <laughs> like then I'll evangelize. Um, there was
0: air quotes by a yeah. right <laughs> in case you guys were wondering. Uh, yeah,
1: no. Um <laughs> But I think that college is honestly the best time to evangelize oh. because you're with those people. And no, I, I can't say best time, I have all the time is best time. <laughs> but um, you're with these people, um, if you're living in the dorms with them, 24 um, yep. seven. I was with my team 24 seven because we would practice together, we couldn't work. Um, so we were always um, eating together. We just hung out all the time. We were always traveling and stuff. Um, and so I got really, really close with, um, my teammates. And so that was the opportunity to share the gospel yeah. with them. And, um, what I did and what I was, um, kind of getting to earlier was I saw the journey as an opportunity to bring those people to church. We were right down the road. Yeah. Um, and so I just started inviting them to church with me, yeah. um, and they came and the Lord was faithful, um, in that and but I don't think that they would want, have wanted to come to church with me unless I had loved them first mm. and unless um, I had built built those relationships yeah, first. Absolutely. Um, yeah that's
0: what I was going to highlight is that you kept talking about how close you had gotten with them and how much time you had spent with them and how they'd become your friends and that's so important right because like Jack said earlier not that it can't happen that life change can't happen like just boom, immediately after sharing Christ with somebody? Because that's possible, yes. But especially even in all our culture today, being in the United States, like more than likely that's not gonna happen. Um, and so you have to build that relationship, just like Caitlin was saying. But I, I interrupted you, see you no, keep you're talking good.
1: now. Um, I just really found it a point to, well, it was just, hmm. I think that the key thing of being in college is selflessness and I mean that's in everything but um I think that I really had to be like all right I don't want to sit here and watch Netflix because like they need a ride to Walmart because they don't have cars and so it's like when they see um you like taking just like mm, what's the word Ah, I can't think of the word. Um, when they see that you're doing these things. Yeah, um,
0: sacrificing yeah, your time. Yeah, sacrificing
1: your time and you're loving them even though you're not someone like, I was very different than them in many, yeah. many ways. Um, and that was a barrier. Yeah. That was a huge barrier. They saw me as a basic white girl, you know? <laughs> and um, like I I had to change, the, the Holy Spirit changed a lot of hearts. Yeah. Um and I asked for that because I knew that that was a barrier and so yeah. it was just really cool. There's so many things I could talk about. Um, but
0: okay. Yeah. Sweet. Well, so yeah. They, that's, that's awesome. I, I definitely yeah. Whenever I was thinking about doing this podcast and thinking about which guests to bring on, um, I was asking some people like, hey, like who do you think would be a good fit for this? And I talked to multiple people who were like, man, Caitlin, like she the way that she loved and and evangelize to people on campus at South Plains. Um, and LCU was incredible. And so I was like, man, that's a great opportunity to to have her on and talk. So I I just wanna do I, I do want to encourage you that like God has worked through you in those situations and, and it's been really, really cool to see. So Thanks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was fun. I or it's still fun. I'm <laughs> still in college. I'm almost done You're almost there.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so Jack, yep. Yeah, you kind of hint, have hinted at it a couple times um, in in the podcast today, but you and your family lived abroad for six years in, in China, yeah? Uh,
2: East Asia, East just Asia. for those listening. For those listening. Uh, Ch- China is a closed country.
0: That is true. It was not that place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, you guys lived abroad for, for about six years, and what did uh, your time in East Asia look like? What did, the, what did evangelism look like? What did... Um, how did that compare to to what you knew before and what you know now about evangelism
2: yeah so I think uh, I think we went uh, so yes we served overseas in a restricted access country mm-hmm. uh, restricted access country meaning that um, sharing the gospel is um, it's either uh, illegal by the government or it is illegal by the the religion mm-hmm. uh, entity that may be there so like, uh, in India, for example, it may not be a gov. And again, I may may be wrong here. Um, it's not a governmental law that you can't uh, share the gospel. Yeah. But the religious uh, sect that is there, the Hindus, the uh, whoever that might be, mm-hmm. it it is totally against uh, uh, against what they would uh, allow. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so we, we did serve in a, in a restricted-access country. I think we, we didn't fully know what that meant until we got there. We mm. didn't fully know what sharing our faith would look like, um, sharing the gospel would look like. Um, uh, I, I, and I'm not going to get this exactly right. John Piper would say that there are three types of Christians. There's the goers, there's the senders, and there's the disobedient. Mm. And we knew that we needed to be obedient. And so um, we, uh, for the longest time, we thought we were just going to be senders. Like we were going to be those folks that really supported missions. Um, We supported those that would go on the field. We would um, support those that were already on the field. Um, And then a a good buddy of mine who's actually um, the pastor at Redeemer, uh, he was here at the time. He told me, he said, man, people aren't going to listen to you as much as a mobilizer uh, unless you've gone and done it, yeah. And um, so, so we, you know, sold everything, packed up two little kids, and uh, away we went. Um, evangelism looked totally different mm-hmm. uh, in some senses, but I would tell you what Caitlin just shared about is a lot of like what we ended up doing for six years, yeah. And that is, you go and you plant your, you go and you plant your life in a place and in a culture. You try to uh, become. Uh, a part of that culture yeah. um, the, the best way that you can which by the way uh, 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 a white guy in East Asia who kind of stick out you kind of stick out <laughs> right and so um, and um, so you go and you do that and you live life in front of folks and you build again that word that Caitlin used just a second ago you build relationship. Yeah, and it was all a hundred percent about relationships. It was uh, not about going out into the countryside and just using a method, although we did. Yeah, We did use methods. And, and a method of evangelism is a good thing to have, a good mm-hmm. tool to have. Uh, we're probably going to talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> but a good tool to have is something that you can use to share the gospel in a way that is clear and precise. Yeah. We never want to muddy the waters with the gospel. Yeah. And so... Um, we did use methods and we went out into the countryside. We were trying to reach, uh, unreached people groups for, uh, the first uh, year and a half, two years that we were on Mm -hmm. the field. After that, we were city focused, which just means your unreached people group is the folks of that city. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, we did, we had lots of, uh, pizza making parties and we had lots of, uh, we cooked a lot of Mexican food in our home, that's good. Um, that's so good. there are some uh, <laughs> folks in East Asia who actually like Mexican food now, which is awesome. That's good. And that's um, your mark. Yeah, that's, that's it, a real a, mark. That's that a, left, it, right? exactly food is the international <laughs> sign of love, and so, um, but we we had them into our home and we opened up our we opened up our family uh, to them and we lived life right alongside with them in the hurts and in the yeah and in the and in the, and in the good times and in the bad times and we were one thing that we quickly learned is, is you never could be fake. Yeah. Like you couldn't just like put on this, Hey, I'm going to put on my Avenger hat and we're going to, you know, we're going to evangelize today. Yeah. no, That was my life. Like, uh, so again, as I was telling you guys before we even started this, um, you know, I, I fail.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. On a daily basis, I Mm -hmm. fail. And, um, and, and, and I know that, um, And I did the same thing there and people got to see me fail. Yeah. My friends that I had made got to see me fail. They got to see me not be kind to people around me at times. And they got to see, um, the ugly selfish side of me. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, there, they're always, the Lord was faithful in, in using us to show people that we were different. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and it and it and it did require us opening our mouth and sharing why we are why we are the way we are yeah. now in Christ. Yeah, and it was because of the gospel. And why do we have grace? And why can we forgive ourselves? And why do I treat yeah. my wife this way? And why do I love my kids this way? Yeah, and it it opens up doors, right? Absolutely. And so um, it is about that relationship. And so you know, I think that. Um, I know we're not talking about missions in this particular podcast, but I think that if I'm speaking to young folks here, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm not yeah. a young person anymore. <laughs> so granddad here <laughs> is going to tell you, I think what happens in the in the world of missions and in the world of young folks that are like, I'm just going to go do missions or, you know, whatever that looks like. I think that what is at the forefront of that is, is I'm going to get to go travel around the world. Mm because if you're leaving out the the real reason why you're going which is you've got people that God is appointing and putting going to put before you that have never heard the gospel before yeah. and they need to hear it and they need to see it lived out. Yeah. So short-term mission trips, I'm sorry, dude. I I'm just not I'm just not on board with short-term mm. mission trips anymore. I think we spend as a as a Christendom, I think we spend Billions of dollars, so that people can go feel good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and even to highlight what you were talking about is is there's so many people around the world, right, that that have never heard of Jesus. And I, so I uh, Tuesday nights, which was we're doing this on a Wednesday morning. Tuesday nights is when we have our journey gathering, our university young adult, and and I. And I uh, uh, brought the sermon last night, and I had done... For one of my points, I would looked up some statistics on the Joshua Project, um, which is a really good resource if you kind of want to look into more of what Jack is talking about Absolutely. right now. Um, and, and currently right now, with with the people that are alive on the earth, um, obviously that fluctuates a little bit. So it's an estimated 41% of people on earth have never been reached out to about the gospel, have never heard the word Jesus, they don't know who that is, um, and even more than that, like, probably maybe have heard of Jesus, but have really no idea who He is still. Mm-hmm. um, And so, yeah, like Jack said, there's a lot of people out there, um, and, and that's kind of the goal behind evangelism, is to see that number drop.
2: Right, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, and it is. And can you use it, and hear me, young people that would love to go on a mission trip, are they important? Yes, I think it gives you an idea of what of what of how God could use you around the world. Um I, I think that if you if you listen a little bit though, you can hear Caitlin say you didn't really have to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. like Caitlin was right here in Lubbock and yeah. stayed right here in Lubbock and has done awesome work yeah. uh for the kingdom. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so
2: you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. And oh, by the way, she didn't just go around the world and get stamps in her passport. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I think that that's a lot of what happens, yeah. and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And um, so, hear me say, if God's calling you to missions, that's great. I would tell you this: I think I think Zach probably did it a correct way. Um, when we had volunteers come to us, we wanted them to not come for, you know, five days, ten days. Mm-hmm. We wanted them to come and like get ingrained in the culture as quick yeah. and for as long as possible. We had a group of. Uh, four or five young people that Mm -hmm. came for the summer and spent six weeks with us. And I promise you, those folks um, have an idea now of what it really meant to live in a culture, have culture shock, hate the food, hate the (laughs) way people treat each other, you know, whatever. But they learned how to do it. They learned that, hey, maybe I'm not called to missions. Maybe I'm not. But they were able to at least see that. And yeah. so, again, I know we're, our no, our topic okay, yeah. is not missions, but <laughs> I missions I want, and
0: evangelism definitely they definitely go, hand hand
2: go in together. Hand. And I and I want to make sure that that everyone understands they have to go together. Yeah. Because missions is not just going and building a building. Because if you do that, that's just like, that's yeah. just part of the work. Yeah. The other part of the work is 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 using our mouths and using our um our our what God has put in us. To share why we're there building the building.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so.
1: Oh, sorry. <clears throat> no. I think one of your points last night also really kind of gets into this as well as choosing the crossover comfortability. Is that yeah. the word? Comfortability. So, yeah, the, the
0: crossover comfort.
1: The crossover comfortability. Um, comfortability.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: Words are hard. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but I think that's a huge thing of like, kinda of what Jack was saying, like staying there and getting ingrained in the culture and like you're like you don't get to go back to your shower the next week, you know? Yeah. Um but I think that is a huge part of evangelizing is getting uncomfortable. Yeah. Um and even just like when I'm run like when you're on a run, if you get your coach is always screaming at you like you're in your comfort zone, like get out of your comfort zone. That's when you're really gonna be running. Yeah. Same thing with evangelism. Like That's if you're good. getting outside of your comfort zone then you're probably like you yourself are growing the most yeah. um but they're also going to feel the most love yeah. and the most
2: yeah like, I, I just sorry i just no. listened to uh, <laughs> to brother david's message from a couple of weeks ago i think because i go to the venue and listen to brandon preach yeah uh i listen to brother david's messages on podcast which are available on every tuesday by the way <laughs> um just a plug for that um but he was talking about how we misinterpret the scripture that which is not really there that says God will never put on you more than you can handle. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true because God, God wants you to need him. And yeah. so it is that getting uncomfortable, it's getting to the point where I, I can't do this, God, you're going to have to help me yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and, and there's been many moments when I have thought, ah, just, you feel that nudge, mm-hmm. that nudge from the Holy Spirit saying, yeah. "Man, you need to you need to say something." Yeah, and you're thinking, "Well, I'm unworthy to say that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not equipped to say that." Yeah, nope. That's the moment when you need to say, "Okay, yeah, uh, w- however you want me to do this, I'll do it." Yeah, and um,
0: so for for lack of time, I know we're having a great conversation, <laughs> but for lack of time, each of you guys, uh, Caitlin, you can go first. Take like thirty seconds and give like two or three tips to to for evangelism.
1: Ah, two or three seconds is that what you said. No,
0: like thirty seconds. Okay, forty five ah, seconds. Two or three ah. tips. <laughs> you got
1: this. Okay, cool. Um, probably just um love them, like yeah. meet them where they are, um, and love them through that. Be selfless. Um, but just show them that you care and then be consistent, um, Sweet. be consistent mm. in checking in on them. That's,
0: that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, do the same.
2: Yeah. So I, again, I think, I think we've talked about it quite a bit and that's the relationship part of it. So yeah. I think that it's, um, uh, be genuine. Yeah. Uh, the biggest tip that I could tell to anyone, uh, especially young folks is be genuine. People don't like fake people. That's yeah. good. So, be okay with being not okay yeah. and being able to share, uh, your, uh, inadequacies, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, I would also say, and again, I, I've kind of made light of it uh, about tools and different things. Yeah. You do have to have a tool. Yeah. So if it's your testimony, know your testimony. Yeah. If it's your, uh, if it's, uh, if it's using some form, so I know I'm, I made fun of the Vangea yeah, cube but if, if that's what works for you then then use it and yeah. and use it knowing that the holy spirit is going to be the one that that changes yeah for sure um, so have a method but again it's it's the living life in front of folks it's yeah. the relationship and 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 loving folks even even when you don't want to
0: that's good yeah, yeah. well sweet guys again thank you guys so much uh, i know that was a lot that we tried to tried to cram into to a short time, um, but hopefully uh, the, the Holy Spirit moved. I'm going to pray us out real quick, and then, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just thank you guys again. God, thank you for today, Lord. I pray that you uh, that you use this podcast uh, for your glory, not not for any kind of, wow, man, we said a lot of really good things that day, but rather, God, it, it's that you were able to teach through this podcast and that you were able to encourage and to build people up. Lord, I pray that we have a better sense of what evangelism is and and how even to do evangelism. Um, God, So we love you so much. We pray this in your name. Amen. We appreciate you guys. You guys have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for At The Journey LBK.